following presentation was recorded live by the Jewish Ethics Institute. Very limited, but there's some measure. The thought that came to me, I, I meant to tell you, I don't think I mentioned last time, was Viktor Frankl. Mm -hmm. You know, Viktor Frankl is in concentration camp. He's a psychiatrist. And he said, they've taken away everything from me. I have no free freedom of action in anything except one thing. So here's like the very last uh, free will he has, which is to decide what meaning to give his experience. Right. I mean, when you get down to how little free will man had, yeah. and he, so he gave meaning to his experience and developed a whole field of psychotherapy called right. logotherapy. I mean, talk about restricted free will. I mean, it doesn't get yeah, more yeah, restricted than using that. it in a positive way. I mean, it's pretty powerful that, I mean, even he had free will of a very limited kind. But that's what your discussion stimulated last time. You can use that if you want. Yeah, no, so I that's, uh, that's based on the general presumption that all psychiatrists are crazy to start with. Maybe. I read a good book. <laughs> so, so this, so this Gemara, I'm just bringing it, it, it's obviously doesn't sound so scientific, but I think it's relevant to our discussion. The Gemara here begins at the end of Sekhet Shabbos. It says like this, I'll read it to you. Amar Luhu Reb Chanina said to he, to Levi, Puki Amar Lebar Levi, go Puki? tell Puki, go, go out and tell the son of Levi, who's Yeshua ben Levi, Yeshua the son of Levi, Lo Mazel Yom Karam, it's not the celestial sign of the day. So this, this Gemara talks about uh, celestial signs. You know, what we call in in Jewish lore, it's called mazel. Right? You tell mm -hmm. someone mazel tov, what does that mean, mazel? Right. Mazel, which says good luck, but it really doesn't good mean good star. luck. So what does it mean? Mazel is actually referring to celestial beings. Should have a good uh, mazel. Your celestial beings should watch out for you. Now, we don't really believe, the question is, do we believe in this stuff or not? If God is controlling the world, what is mazel? What is, you know, the day you're born on? But the Gemara here seems to imply that it does have an effect in a certain sense. Okay, so again, we're not talking about genetics here, but but it's similar, and in, in it will pose the same question. So the Gemara here says, "Go tell him that lo mazel yom garam." It's not the celestial sign of the day that influences nature. Ela mazal shagarm. It's the celestial sign the, that dominates the hour of one's birth, meaning when you're born at this in this hour, and whatever that means, it's stars are aligned a certain way. That will influence your nature. Um, that's the Gemara seems. That's what he's saying, at least. Okay, Haiman de Bechama, and he gives examples. Someone who's born during the hour of the sun, whatever that means. Yehei Gvar Zivson, he'll be a person of lustrous appearance. Yehei Achel, what kind of appearance? Lustrous appearance. Lustrous. Like sun, I guess it's shiny. Yehei, what does that mean? Yehei Achel Midilei Vishasamidlei, he'll eat of his own food and drink of his own beverage. Virazoi Galyan, but his secrets will be revealed to all. Okay. So I'm not sure what this is, just reading the words. In Ganav Le Matzlach, it sounds like the, you know, the horoscope in the paper. In Ganav Le Matzlach, if he attempts to steal, he's not going to be successful. Mm -hmm. Okay, this guy, um, so he explains it, Rashi explains, he'll be luminous like the shining sun. He will not consume the property of others just as the sun does not encroach upon its colleagues' territory. The sun does not shine during the night. He'll be unable to cover up his private matters from others similar to the sun which is in full view of all. Okay, Haiman de Kochav de Kochav Noga, someone who's born during the planet of Venus, Noga's Venus. Yehei Gvar Atir Vizanai, he will be a wealthy man and a promiscuous man. 
So it goes hand in hand. You notice that wealth and promiscuity. My timer. What's the reason? Because the fire of passion burns in him. Venus is fire, right? That's that song from uh, Tina Turner. Venus fire. You know the song? No. <laughs> okay. So, so the so right. Venus is passion. Okay. Um, um, so I know the Frankie Avalon song. <laughs> That's our generation. Okay. Venus, goddess of love that you are, right? A little different. Yeah. Okay, so the point is, so Venus is fire. It's lust. Fire. What's the, um, my time? What's the reason? Nura, because the fire of passion burns within him. Okay, so therefore he's, he has fire of passion makes you aggressive in business. So he'll be a rich man just because he has that passion to make, to, to make money. But it's also passion for, we talk about passion, passion for uh, physicality. So it's passion for money, passion for, for, for sex. Okay, Haiman de Bekochov, someone who's born in the hour of Mercury, will be a radiant and wise man. Because Mercury is the secretary, uh, the constant companion of the sun. I don't know, scientifically is that true? It follows the sun. It follows the, the, the same um, rotation of the sun. Okay? Um, it follows the same path as the sun. Haiman de Bilivana, one was born during the hour of the moon. He'll be a man who suffers afflictions. Bani Vesasar, he'll build and raise. Sasur Bani, raise and build. So it's cyclical. He's, he'll be uh, what's it called? Psychological illness. We go up and down. Manic. Cyclothymic, manic, manic depressive. Manic depressive. So like the moon. The moon is constantly up and down. Up and down. build and raise. He'll have eat to eat food that is not his own and drink beverages that are not his own. The rezoi kasyon and the secrets will remain concealed. In ganav matzlech and if he's a, a thief, he'll be a good. He'll be a successful thief. Okay. Um, which is really the moon, he explains here, Rashi, that the moon um, nourishes itself from the food of others, from the sun. The moon doesn't shine itself, it's a reflection of the, su of the sun's light, right? So that's what it means, He'll be, he, he needs other people to succeed. He has to steal, um, but also be, succeed in being discreet, similar to the moon, which does not give off a full light. Haiman the during the hour of Saturn, Yehegvar Mashivasi Betelid be a man whose plans come to naught. This the Amri called him Mechashvin al you get you get the picture goes through all the planets. The last one it says Haiman Dim Ma'adim um also by the way it says one um this person will be charitable. Jupiter he's gonna be a man of rectitude and will be very charitable. Okay, if you're born during Jupiter. If you're born during Mars, Ma'adim, uh, Mars is known as Edom, the sun, the red star, right? Will be a man who spills blood. This is the Gemara we quoted before. Well, if you're born on Mars, so the assumption is red. So you'll be a man yeah, of blood. Um, uh, Esau and Yaakov were born the same exact time. Oh, so we'll talk about that. One yeah. of them was a man who spilled blood, and one of them was a man of peace. Yes, that's a good, that's a good point. So let's see. So it says Amar Vashi. So Vashi says about Mars, Iumana, whether, you know, blood doesn't mean he'll be a killer. Spill blood. It means you could become a uh, blood letter. That's a uman iganava or a thief, um, which means either meaning a, a pirate who will kill people, murderer, or a shalchet or a mal. Itabacha mal. could become a shalchet or mal. So, so meaning, so you still, this last statement I think is the most important. 
that even though you're born with a certain disposition, you have a choice within that disposition how to use it. You can use it for the good or the bad. So everything, and this is going to be, we'll see soon, uh, the concept, actually I was teaching the Shema last night to someone, and that's how Rashi, uh, um, actually Ramban, interprets the words. It says, you should love God with Choma Odecha. Question what that means. There's three different interpretations. One of the interpretations means, actually, Bechalavavcha means with all your lusts, with your, with your bad and your good. Every person consists of good attributes and bad attributes. Right. So the, 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 it's, but they could all be used in the service of God. Let's say anger, for example. Anger is technically, quote unquote, a bad attribute, but you can use anger in a good way. There are times you have to discipline your children. Sometimes it's good to get angry. Right? There's times as a rabbi you have to scream at your congregation doing something wrong. So anger is not a bad thing per se. In most contexts, yes, it's used in a bad way. But there are times anger is warranted. Right? There's times the country has to not have Rahmanis, right? Not not being merciful. It's very nice not to be merciful. But when you have Hamas when you have terrorists killing people, beheading people, not being merciful is a bad attribute. Or sorry, being merciful is a bad attribute. Right? So so every attribute, even you know, it's aggressive attributes, even murder there are times that murder is necessary. Okay, so so uh, the biggest I actually heard a great line once from a, uh, a Rosh Shiva. He said, even atheism, he said, Look, everything we say in the world could be used for good. What about someone has, you know, heretical beliefs of atheism? So oh, he can say he could use that for the good. He said, even that could be used for the good. He said, when's that, when do you use your heretical beliefs? So when someone comes to you for charity, you know, as many times as if, you know, when you go fundraising, people say, listen, Trust in God, don't worry, you're building a building. God will take care of it. Mm-hmm. Since that's when you need to be a heretic. A heretic. <laughs> you need to be an atheist. Don't, don't, when someone comes to you for charity, don't all of a sudden come from and say, oh, if you don't have faith in God, what do you need money from me? You should be an atheist. Even atheism could be used for good. That was his line. One. So meaning that there's no attribute that we view as evil. Every single attribute couldn't be, can be nurtured and 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 used in the right context, even for the service of the Except idolatry. Okay, that's a good question. I don't, I don't know if yeah. that's an attribute, but, mm. but um, yeah, you know, there's um, another way of putting it is that it, let's say you love God with all your might, or you hate God with all your might. Either way, you're engaged with God. You know, mm-hmm. atheists that's are right. engaged with God. I mean, that's true. I mean. To declare yourself an atheist means you are aligned with God. You acknowledge that God exists. You acknowledge that there's a God that you have to be against. And right. Say no, you really don't exist. Right. You don't. You don't feel passionate about something that's irrelevant. Right. God's you know, right. 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 The fact God. that you're you're talking right. about it and dealing with right. it. Right. So it, if you agree with something or disagree with it, yeah. as opposed to just ignoring yeah. it totally, yeah, you're right. engaged in it. You're. And uh, so, I mean, that makes sense what you're saying right. about. So that's, so that's what they say the interpreter means in the Shema. It says, Bechol This is plural in the Hebrew. In English, they always translate it with all your heart. But in the Hebrew, the word is Levavacha, which is plural. What does it mean plural? It means with all your hearts, meaning your lustful heart. People have Yetzahara, Yetzahara. Even with your Yetzahara, with your evil inclination, you have to serve God. So you have uh, lust for something, so you use that lust in, a, in the proper context. And those, let's say, a love passion for, for women. So if you do it properly, if it's in the proper way, it's a beautiful thing. If it's your wife, it's good, it's good to have passion. Ali so Wazel is a good example, too. He, you know, he's really had a lot of issues with God, but yet he continues to write and spread the word. I mean, his, his yeah. anger, in many ways, has been very useful for the rest of the world to learn about the Holocaust, because 
he's had a lot of bad things to say about God and what God, what he perceives God did or didn't do. Right. So, so we'll get to how. I mean, the question is, but in going back to homosexuality, how does that apply? I mean, if I have the you know lust after members of the same gender, how do I use that in the service of God? So there is, I don't have it here today. There's a, there is, I've seen a, actually an actual letter that a contemporary Rosh Hashiva wrote to a, someone wrote him a letter and said, listen, I have this problem. How do I deal with it? And he, he beautiful letter, very compassionate. He got a lot of flack for it, of course, from both sides. No one was happy with it. <laughs> but, uh, but a very compassionate letter to this gentleman explaining how he could use his situation, where he's, he deemed himself homosexual, in the service of God. And it's fascinating. We'll get we'll get to that. We'll get back to that. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Can you use Thomas Friedman in the service of God? <laughs> Even the New York Times can be used. Okay, so so <laughs> the point is, but this statement here, Rav Ashi saying, I think this is the most. After going through all these, basically what we're saying is, person is born predisposition, but at the end of the day, he's saying, you still have options within your predisposition. That's what Ravashi's stating here. So is that mainstream, this notion of being more of these signs and having that disposition, is that, is that an outlier or is that mainstream? So we'll see. Well, the Gemara itself discredits it in a second okay. concept, at least when it comes to Jews. We Jews are in a, at least a Jewish nation. Well, let's read a little more. And then, so Rav Hanina, so it says, um, so Ra- Rabba says, Rabba right away says, what do you mean? I was born on Mars during the hours of Mars. Ani b'ma'adim havai, Rabba retorted, and I never spilled blood in my life. I'm not a spiller of blood. I'm Rabbiya Marnami Ashvakato. What are you talking about? You're also punished and killed when people violate your court ruling. They get punished. So you are a spiller, but don't uh, don't uh, say you're not a spiller of blood. You you are you, again in the proper context, the system of justice. There are times that justice requires to spill blood. Okay. So Itmar. So now the brings a fundamental dispute. Rebchanina Omer Mazel Machkin. Celestial signs of one's birth determines intelligence. Mazel Masher, the celestial signs of one's birth, determines wealth. Yesh Mazel Yisrael, and the celestial signs hold sway even over Israel. Um, no one can escape the fate of the celestials. Rabbi Yochanan argues, he says, no, ain't Mazel Yisrael. Celestial signs hold no sway over the Jewish people. Prayer, only prayer, and merits doing mitzvot, that's the only thing that can affect your fate, um, not your when you were born. So he argues. Azder Rabbi Yochanan Tamei, Rabbi Yochanan is going according to his own reasoning. And he brings various proofs from various verses in the Torah that celestial signs hold no sway of Israel. He brings various uh, proof texts to, to uphold his opinion. And then it brings Afrav Savar. Rav also held Ein Mazal Yisrael. Again, he brings various proof texts. Um, and one of them is from actually Avram Avinu. It says, By Abraham, God tells him. Um, right, he did, as we know, he didn't have children. Him and Sarah didn't have children for many years. They were infertile. And it says, God came to him and said, um, Go out, go forth, <coughs> okay, and you will inherit. So they interpret that to mean, God says, or Avram um, is telling God, Master of the Universe, I've, I've consulted my astrology. And it says, I'm not going to have children, I'm not going to have a future. Amalei, so God tells him, say mestaginas shalcha, go out of your astrology. Leave Shein Mazal Israel because um, astrology has no sway over Israel. Okay? But don't, I mean, 
doesn't the fact that you're going to be born and when you're going to be born, isn't that somewhat, if not totally, in the power of God? Yeah, it's all in the power of God, but the point is, it's the point, it's not in your power. So if I'm stuck, I was born in Jupiter or in Mars or in Venus, so then I'm stuck with that attribute the Kamara seems to be. Mm-hmm. Although these two opinions, which is the accepted opinion, is that they don't, they're not, uh, they don't really have an effect. So it seems to be an argument in the Well, no, but, but, but what... My point is, but it's not your choice. Again, so it's right, taken away right. free will. You have the same philosophical, theological problem here that if you're born with a predisposition, then where's, how does free will drive with this? No, the point, it, clearly you're born a certain way which is not necessarily in your power. Mm-hmm. But these attributes, Mars, Venus, I mean, that's Bubba Meissen. You know, that's human beings make that stuff up. Mm-hmm. So you even believe that, it's one thing to believe that God endows you with certain predispositions. Another thing is related to uh, the planets. It's just well, you know, I was thinking ridiculous. that, I was saying it may be, uh, you know, the, maybe genes. What genes? Well, genes is not related to planets. I'm saying there are Certain things, listen, we know, uh, even science, I mean, medicine says, like, a woman's cycle is related to the cycle of the moon, right? It's the high tide, low tide can affect the woman's cycle. Mm-hmm. Right? So I'm saying there is some connection between physiology connection. and, and yeah, uh, yeah and, and obviously we don't believe in this stuff. But the point is, so it's irrelevant. The, the, I'm not discussing astrology here. The question is the same question that we have with genetics in contemporary times, which is our original question, which is, a genetic predisposition to something, does that pose a theological problem of removing one's free will? Saying, since he's predispositioned to this particular attribute, whether it's sexual orientation or whatever it may be, does that remove his free will? So you have the same question on this command. You just substitute genome for planet. (laughs) That might be just an excuse. What, your genes? The genome, yeah. You know, I, think I think that's what we're getting at. What, yeah. So you got this genome, what do you do with it? So I found on this Gemara, there's a commentary. Unfortunately, it never turns into English. Apologize. Uh, 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 it looks like a lot of little letters. I want you to read it entirely. Absolutely. So this Since commentary no vowels, is known as the Mi'iri. He was, uh, I believe, um, maybe 12th century Spain. You have your... What's his name? Meiri. M-E. Is this in italics? M-E-I-R-I. Yeah. Oh, no wonder. Otherwise, I could could understand it completely. (laughs) M-E-I. Meiri of Spain. M-E-I-R-I. Is it rabbi? Must be. I don't know if he's called that. It's Meiri of Spain. Medieval Spain. So he explains, he actually poses this question on this Gemara. He's bothered by this question. I think it's relevant. So, here, so you can start from there. If I don't. Yeah. The only word I can read. You're just telling us the history first? You find it? I'm getting a little closer. Rabbi, is it Rabbi Menachem Hamaeri? Yes. Yeah. That's him? So he was... Uh, what year did he live? I'm looking, it looks like 1400 he's, maybe. He's considered a Rishon. Oh. He's one of the later authorities. Um, like I said, I believe he lived in Spain, but... Sure.
Rabbi Menachem Hameiri. Let's see. Let me look him up a little bit. I'll keep talking. Okay. I'm gonna start reading here. So it says like this. So he says, "Mi pinos hadas from the cornerstones of our religion, umisodos emuna, and the the basic fundamentals of our faith, lahamin to believe shabechira biyada ado." That free will, choice is in the hand of the hand 1210. Catalan Spain. rabbi. Spain. Spain. Catalan Spain, yeah. So that was Thomas and Maimonidean. He right, yeah, he was a, he was a student of Mamani. Mm-hmm. Um, so he he right before the Inquisition. And you know, actually yeah. right, so anyway, he's famous. What's interesting about him is actually that he was a big apologist, a very left meaning in, in the mm-hmm. context of Rishonim, but also his most of his stuff was not found till much later, meaning they, they, it wasn't around. Um, it was, I would say, maybe a hundred years ago, was found, most of his manuscripts were found. We didn't really Where? have it. Where'd they find them? I don't know the story, but uh, all I know is, so there's a question of, do, is he included, meaning, let's say, because the Beit Yosef of Cairo, who wrote the Shohan the way he worked is in codifying all the law, took, he went with the majority opinion. So if you have Maimonides, Nachmanides, and, and someone says X, and then you only have one reason on the other side, so he'll go with the ma- ma- majority. That's how he, that's how they rule. Problem is, he wasn't included, he was never, he wasn't around at the times of Cairo. The question is today, do we, once you missed that point of inclusion, do you, can we now include you retroactively? A lot of debate about that, about him specifically, because he was a Rishon, and his amazing commentary. So, th- so this is on this Gemara that we just learned. So he says like this, he says, Again, we pinot hadat from the cornerstones of religion, umis of our religion, talking about Judaism, umis sodot ha'amuna, and from the uh, cornerstones of faith, lahamin to believe shabichira biyad adam, that choice is in the hands of man, bechol pulotav in all his actions, lasot kirtzon ish ish to do as he pleases. Kinoda miderech ha'chachma, because it's known from the ways of the wisdom, shemaareches hakochavim that the celestial uh, stations in the sky bow the Noah Kochas can instill uh, instill things in, in uh, people, uh, people at birth. The Kinyan Eidut Kinyan, sorry, the Kinyan Midot and the, and the um, owning of attributes in Mikoach Hayom, Mikoach Hashah whether it's based on the day or on the hour just as an example that says the person born in Mars, naturally he'll be a spiller of blood. If he's born son of a prince of a king, if he's the son of a prince, we know this guy's gonna be very successful in war. He's gonna be a king. And he was born in Mars, <laughs> he hasn't made. Can't read the word here, but something the He's going to be a killer. He's going to be a, a, a professional killer. But if that same guy is born... So, so he's saying, you're born on Mars, you're going to be a spiller of blood. You'll be good at killing. So if you're a prince, that's great. He'll be able to wage fine wars. If, But he says, if you're born to the peasants, not, not as a prince, so then he'll end up being a butcher. You know, or, so or Jack the Ripper. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. that'll be a good legal defense. Twinkie. In my jeans, the stars. Ready? Yeah, using it. People use it predispositions, and uh, you know, it's a, it's a, 
People use that in court already. It's been used. And same thing with other celestial stars. Sifriya um, has discussed in many of the books of wisdom. He says, but we have to believe all of this does not remove our free will. And that doesn't mean he's forced to do that. Meaning, even if you want to say that the celestial beings have an effect on you when you're born, but that doesn't mean you're stuck in that position. He says, we have to believe. He says that it's not forcing you to do anything. Rak he says, he says, you still consider a sinner if you do, if you make the bad choices. Even though you're born with this predisposition for murder, you become murderer, you're still going to suffer the consequence. Because he says, it was given into every human being's hand, choice to choose, and, to, and not only that, he says, to overcome their nature. Part of being human is, even if you're born with a certain disposition, but you were given the, the ability to overcome that nature. Teva um, Yaldusa, the nature of your of your childhood, Gibor Adas, and the great uh, strong uh, people of religion, Yeshivu Matbeo, Yeshivu Matbeo, have overturned their nature. Limshol Batsmo to rule over themselves, meaning over their physical bodies. Levilti Lekat Achrei Ikfus Toldasa, in order to go against the nature that they were born with. When he can choose on himself, another path, which is not the path of, that he was born with naturally. I was just reading actually a biography of the Babaji Rebbe. You know, this is his 20th year since his passing, so they printed various biographies. So Tolushkin, have you read it? No. Oh, you should read it. I'll, I'll give it to I've you. Got it. I've got it on my, on my um, 600. <laughs> yeah, you can skip around. I mean, some of it, but, but one of the things he talks about there is which I found fascinating is naturally he was it was known he was a very introverted shy person he was born with he, he wasn't that's one of the reasons actually we discussed there and I knew about this before that he wasn't supposed to be Rebbe his, all, his brother-in-law was really right. the one that was going to be Rebbe but he was a completely natural shy introverted person and he totally overcame when he became Rebbe before that he, he would sit in a corner I mean I know my grandfather was with him in France he would sit in a corner by himself really like wasn't interested in talking to anyone. And he became this amazing, world charismatic person. So you know, it's, he worked, it said, and he says, he's told people that he had to work on himself, something that he o- had to overcome in nature. So so that's what he's saying here. You, what There's the nature you're born with. Very recently, Robin Williams, crazier in hell, that's manic right. depressive. He turned that, his mania uh, made him a comic genius, in essence. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the end, he couldn't overcome well, his. Well, what are you showing from that? He, what did he, he didn't overcome his... He did. He took his predisposition to mania. Right. Oh, you're saying he used the mania. He used the yes, mania to become a He didn't account. overcome his mania. Yeah, that's why he used so it in a way for positive, well, positive use. That's yeah, what we're saying before. But he also overcame his inclination to depression. Right. I mean, oh, for, for 63 years. <laughs> I mean, yeah. in the end, it, he succumbed to it, but he, he right. clearly has battled depression his entire life that's with right. drugs and cocaine and alcohol right. and performance. He's a I watched uh, the other night. Just uh, I went to YouTube, watched the most Mindy. Just uh, he's awesome. <laughs> guy was, he was it's crazy. Is what he is. Yeah, he's a genius. And his hero is Jonathan Winters, who was also manic depressive. Mm, I don't know that. Jonathan, he John was a comedian like him. He, he some funny skits. He'd meet the guys on an airplane, just him and another guy doing a skit, 
and introduces my name is I'm from Alabama. My name is Billy Joe Bigo. That's B I G O T. Billy Joe Bigo. Glad to meet you. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so so uh, so you go down to say says therefore, you know, even if you're born with this predisposition, he says that's not forcing you to go to do that. You can overcome. That's part of what's given in, in nature. He says to human beings, you can choose another path. Bezulas Teva told us so going against the nature of what he was born with. Bima'at Amel, he says, with a little work, Ishtadlus and an effort, Kavanah Satori says in the the purpose of the Torah, the Kavanah, the the meaning of the Torah um, deals with this in different situations. Kamoshatomar Dachmashoshim Havikili Bitivoy Umeamein Eslavavoy Vikofet says Yado. Not sure what that means in Dachmashim Havikili Bitivoy. Says if you're low down your nature and you hold back, you hold back your heart. He says, "Oh, I so think he means someone who's stingy, who's naturally a stingy person." So he says, "You have to train yourself to give a lot of charity." Eventually, by keep on giving, you overcome that that uh, nature of frugalness of of stinginess. Um, it's, he's giving that as one example. Kovet is the He named that stucco and he's saying that's he, he's actually what he's saying is more than much deeper. He's saying that the Torah is set up. The mitzvahs of the Torah are set up for those people who ask what a ritual to overcome for. that. Right. They, they, God set up the mitzvahs knowing human nature. Human nature is X. And he set up mitzvot in a way that you, if you keep on doing them, it will overcome your nature. That's the point of, of... See, and this is a big difference they always say between Christianity and Judaism. Christianity says you have to fight your nature, meaning you, you, you have to do what's not natural. Natural is, you, you know, people like women, they get married. Right? The priest does not have sex. That's, sex is part of human nature. Christianity tells they say priest has to be celibate, right? So that's that's impossible. You can't change nature. How'd that work out? <laughs> but that's how they make mothers superiors. But what is what he's saying is you can control nature. There's a big difference. Judaism doesn't say change nature. It says control it, meaning you, you sex is a good thing. We believe it's a mitzvah in the proper context, you have to control it. You can't just do wantonly, you know, everywhere you want, whenever you want, to whoever you want. Right, so it's, as long as it's channeled in the right direction, sexuality is a good thing. Right, same thing. So he's saying every attribute you have, you can channel it properly. Okay? In um, terms of pedagogy, the, um, this is a very powerful lesson if you're dealing with students, like you're teaching this material. It's every one of them all of us tend to blame something for our ills. This says, no, I'm sorry, you can't do that. You have, whatever, a way to you, you have to overcome, you have to take whatever you're dealt and make it better. Exactly. Overcome it. That is the whole purpose of the Torah. So this would be very powerful in the classroom. This, you know, you're worried about how to teach homosexuality and make it controversial. I think you found the real key that this is student. Oh, you can say country. each student, rather than assume a victim position, I'm this because I'm black, I'm oh, this because I'm a girl. That's the problem. You can't say anymore you could overcome it. <coughs> now, to say that, now to say that you could overcome homosexuality or control it, that's saying it's something wrong with you. By saying that, just by making that statement that you can control it, you're saying that there's something wrong with you and you're not allowed to say that. Well, yeah, okay. everyone's got some predisposition. You could say you're not allowed to say it. I'm allowed to say it. <laughs> you're saying you're politically, Excuse you me. can't say. It. 
Yeah, I'll be one out of town on a hello on a rail. So you're saying um, you can think it, but you can't say it. You're right. He says the um, tar echer levavo ve'enov bedvarim haminin hami. Can read it. Hina gidre hadasi gadru. He says if a person has it in his nature, in his heart, a certain attribute, he says the the criteria of our religion, yigadru will tell, will explain to him how to how to uh, temp, temper it, meaning not to get rid of it again. You can't get rid of something if this is your nature, but you can temper it. There's, you know, it's like he's saying, you're frugal, so Torah says give charity. If you keep on giving charity, eventually you'll, you'll realize giving is a good thing. Yigadru drachav bisurei arayis. So uh, same thing he says when it comes to sexual matters. You you temper yourself when it comes to these matters. Umnias chaveras shar ha'umos ad shegam be'eishas take you yisimu lo gvul chok pal yavar. Says the chaim b'chol amidos with all attributes. Echad lechad. Each one he says you can go through separately. That that you can temper it. Chaim tzarach lahamet she spilus v'aschuyos v'atzitkeis yeshnu hanigzar alav lufi. Okay, so that's basically what he goes through here, and he explains that. So it's not contradiction. He's saying the Gemara that says that you, the celestial beings might have sway over a person's nature, which may be true, maybe not. Maybe it's, we don't we don't believe in it. We do believe in it. It's irrelevant. The point is, he's addressing the f- fundamental theological problem of then what happened to free will. So he's saying no, that's not a, it's not a contradiction to free will. That doesn't contradict free will because you could, you could temper your nature. It's not. This is not telling you that you have to do this. I actually heard yesterday in NPR they had a, they were talking about uh, spousal. They had a woman, so it was a TED talk, and they were talking about spousal abuse, and they were saying how it's, how the the predisposition to violence that some people are just violent people. They're, there's no, they're ill, and they have to beat people. So, but they were talking about how this concept, literally what we're talking about, predisposition, doesn't mean you can't overcome it. Yes, this person might be predisposed. Whatever the predisposition is, it, it, it only says that in certain contexts, in certain social contexts, and in certain um, other, he says there's hundreds of factors involved. So, yes, you, will, would it happen easier to you? Yes, but it doesn't mean it's going to happen. And just because someone's predisposed to violence, doesn't mean they're going to be violent. They, there's a more more of a chance they'll be violent, but more of a chance doesn't take away your free will. Exactly what the Hebrew saying could have been on MP. Could have been a TED talk. Um, so he, so he's saying this this fascinating thing. Um, so then, and then he goes and discusses it also in the context of the whole nation of Israel, etc. So sorry, have for me to read because it's not such good print here. Um, next time I'll get you the, the nicer print. Okay, now I want to go. Let's do this. This great country statement here. This is in English. Okay. Bigger font. Yeah. Yeah. This is lovely. What happened to My glasses even work on this. Okay, so, so this is um, printed by Rav Tzadik Cohen. He was more contemporary. I'm just look, he, I think he lived in the 
1800s. Just check that. Heard of Zadok Jewelers? Don't read it, you're going to get nervous. <laughs> so he lived uh, 1823 to 1900 in Berlin, in Lublin, Poland, sorry. Okay, so he was actually Hasidic, and he has many books he wrote. This book particularly is known as Sitka Satsanik. Basically, it's, it's about uh, ways to improve yourself as a human being. So, Michelle, you need a... This is awesome stuff. Hello? Hello? Yeah. Okay, I'm coming. Okay, bye. Okay, I gotta leave. You're gonna miss the bed of the major punchline. Yes, yeah, I gotta leave. My electrician's coming. I gotta get my generator going. Why, you expecting a. No, no, no. Uh, our, our power went out the other night. Uh, the generator didn't turn on. Oh, boy. So, mm. that's why I wrote your notes. Right, you come. Okay. Okay, I'll thank you. you. Thank Ron's out of town. He's, he's yeah. uh, traveling. Well, so, so your granddaughter, who? It was a school trip or? It, it, it's, uh, Emmanuel. It was the, it was a first Emmanuel trip for teenagers. Shalom.